Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask the CEO with Avraham Gatile. Today, I'd like to introduce a very special guest. She is the founder and CEO at Tigon Advisory, where she drives growth for the largest technology companies in the world and is a board advisor to fast growth SaaS companies. She serves as vice chair and board director at the Global Cybersecurity Association. It is my pleasure to welcome Helen Yu. Welcome, Helen. Hi, Avraham. Such a pleasure uh, reconnecting with you. Last time we saw each other was September 2019, almost two years, wow. Yeah, time really flies. We were, we were at an IBM launch event in New York City and you know, it's unbelievable uh, you know, how, how fast things just go by. Exactly, and I'm fascinated with the amount of success you've had ever since. Thank you. Well, well, likewise, and that's why you know that's why we're chatting today. So I'm really happy to have obtained your latest book, which you got right here. Ascend your startup and you know conquer the five disconnects to accelerate growth. And you know, Helen, this is such a relevant topic today with over sixty three thousand startups in the United States alone, and you know more than sixty nine percent of the startups are being launched as home based businesses. So you think of all these. People in, in COVID, you know, they've lost their jobs and, and it's very tempting to start a new business um, from home. Um, however, concern on many people's minds is that most businesses fail in, you know, the first year of business, uh, in the first year of business. How can startup founders know that they're on the right track to ensure their success? You know, are, are there any kind of metrics they should be looking at? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I'm glad you you have obtained a copy of my book and find it relevant. Um, yeah, the first year journey is the hardest, right? As you recall, because when we met two years ago, you probably were around the time you just started your business or a little bit figuring how you scale, scale right? So this is a phase you get prepared for your journey you're trying to talk to people, understand where exactly you are. But when it comes to metrics, there are tangible and non-tangible measurement of success, right? The tangible ones is more obvious. You can measure it based on number of customers you have acquired. And then what is the revenue you generate and time it took you to close business. But there are the non-tangible measurement is where you need to spend time to more ask some questions. Here are some of the few questions I would ask, right? Why are you on this journey, for example? And then what problem are you solving? And then what does the success look like to you? Because everyone has our own objective and goal and success means different things to different people. And then how do you honor your personal brand as a founder or the brand for your company, the business you're building? And how are you gonna prepare for a journey? So I always urge the founders or business owner as early as possible, consider how are you going to really extend the impact your brand creates and include others in how you articulate that message in the branding. So you are successfully, like you are, you can be successful in the longer term, right? This is really a foundation for building any company. You think about the brand really deserves your attention, right? Um, I oftentimes, when I work with founders, I ask them, can you use three words to describe who you are, 
right? And then you think about the business you're going to get in, how you're going to expand. Everything you do will come from there, will come into place. So that's where you start first. Uh, you really need to dig deep, deep to find your vision, mission, explore the why and what and how you got there, and then anticipate risk, define how you measure the success accordingly then. So I hope that uh, answered your question. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really common sense what you're saying, but as entrepreneurs, we get so uh, entrenched in the day-to-day -day activities that we don't stop and think about these very important metrics. Um, and, and it sounds a lot like uh, Simon Sinek's start with why. You really have to connect with your why. What is, what is your mission here? Why are you doing this? Exactly, exactly. Because it took me years to figure that out, right? Who I am, why I'm doing what I'm doing. So once you figure that out, that's your like quarter away, right? 25% your success. For sure. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your book. Um, so, you know, in your book, you talk about the effort that's involved in climbing a mountain and the test that you were given by your grandmother that inspired you uh, to rise to the challenge. Do you think that having a sense of purpose is vital for startups? Absolutely. Because, you know, the, the why behind me ascending the Mount Everest was to keep a secret promise to my grandmother that was to leave her ashes on a tall mountain, right? I felt unstoppable. I made up my mind that nothing would hold me back from my climb, as a matter of fact. And so as my journey or destination started out, really it was not on any map, but it was in my mind. So the same applies to any founder who is starting out their business without a sense of purpose. A founder's journey is really empty. Right, or worse, it goes awry, right? You think about purpose gives us a destination and motivation to get to that destination. So it's so critical to really understand why you're doing certain things. Yeah, um, you know, it's like uh, they say, um, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of have to know where you're headed in order to be able to get there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurs. Um, you know, we started the conversation, there are 63,000 startups. Um, so it, it seems like everybody is pretty much qualified to become an entrepreneur. Are there perhaps, uh, you know, certain people that are better built maybe like in terms of temperament and, and their drive to become entrepreneurs or conversely, are there people that maybe are, you know, are not uh, cut out for this kind it's of job? Interesting. They're probably 90% you know, of the startup fail, right? That's what we hear. Um, I've, you know, fortunately I've worked with many startup founders that work with successful ones and the failing ones. So here are the few, a few characteristics of startup founders I've worked with, right? They thrive on strong sense of personal self-efficacy to execute their vision and has a really with a keen eye for innovation to identify new products and new markets. Um, and then they articulate their vision really well. They inspire devotion in others to follow their vision. Uh, their risk tolerance level is higher than normal people. Their motivation for achievement is very strong. 
right? Many of them have this grit and resilience inside of them that keep them going after failing. Uh, many of the founders I work with, they're successful after the third try or second try uh, of starting their business. Yeah, and you know, it's very interesting that you say that because you hear, you hear stories about people that have built multiple companies and maybe the first couple didn't work out. And, and then finally, like you said, the second try, third or fifth try, um, you know, they finally landed, um, you know, their, uh, you know, whatever it was they're looking to build. Um, and it takes a certain kind of person to have that, like you said, resilience, where you look at the vision, the long-term vision, and, and you don't really get phased mm -hmm. by failures. Exactly. Right. Failure is really part of the success, the journey to success. I think it's not about how many times you fail. It's about what lesson you picked up from that failure. Then you can improve upon your, on your next journey. Yeah. Failure is not the end. It's, it's just another way to know how to, you know, not do something. Exactly. Exactly. I think they say that Thomas Edison it took him 10,000 tries to invent the light bulb. Can you imagine like if had, had he given up after 9,900, <laughs> <laughs> we would still be sitting in the dark and using torches. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Helen, um, so, you know, we've built the startup and we're starting to see success. Um, one challenge for many startups is knowing how to scale. You, mm -hmm. know, you, you have success, you have your prototype, you have your few customers, that's great, but that's not going to grow a business. You need, to, you need to know how to scale. What advice would you have for companies, for entrepreneurs looking to successfully make that shift? Mm -hmm. Well, many startups fail because they really are not aware of the disconnects, right? In, in my book, I describe five disconnects, you know, as founders moving business from turn idea into product, product to market, market to scale, they need to understand their five fundamental disconnect, gross disconnect that prevent them from scaling, right? The first one is product market fit. You have to understand uh, what problem you're solving and then what is the product, like product market fit that really your solution would be a good fit. Secondly, is this uh, defined minimum variable uh, repeatability, right? So we all know as a founder, you have to know what is the minimum variable product is. Everybody knows that, but that's not the only thing. You have to also understand who the minimum variable team you need to have to deliver that. And then most importantly, what is the minimum variable repeatability, right? As you go to market, they have to figure out, hey, you've acquired a hundred customers and then what, right? How can you extend that to thousands and 10,000? Uh, you won't be able to do that until you find the repeatable success, right? Either go to market or delivery or um, anything else that around the process. And then the, the Fourth one is in order to hold people accountable, you have to have the process in place, well-defined roles and responsibility, right? And then how do you go about things? And lastly is driving accountability is to have the measurement. So if you really build out, understand the product market fit, you really define, right? The, you know, understand the um, 
minimum variable repeatability, and then you have your voice to a customer disconnect. You, you make sure you listen to your customer to figure out where you can really scale better, the, why the customer invested in you in the first place. How do you extend, expand uh, your footprint on these existing customers, leverage existing success to uh, acquire new customers? And then you have your internal process mapped out and then you have metrics to measure that success if you do all these five things right to overcome or conquer the disconnect and your chance of success or scaling is much larger uh, it's much easier to say than to be done here you have to have sherpa right uh, people who have been there done that to guide you along the journey and then as a founder you have to listen listen to the right people at the right time because sometimes it's challenging to, for you to know when to listen, whom to listen, what to listen to, right? That's another challenge that most of the time founders face um, that they have to overcome that challenge to grow. Yeah, everybody's gonna have advice and stick in their two cents, but that's really important to know who to listen to and who to not listen to. Exactly, yeah. Um, this was very helpful, and, and I can't stress enough that last piece that you talked about, um, having the process defined. Um, there's a book called The E-Myths. I believe the author is Eric Graber, um, and, and he, goes, he goes into that when, when, when you hire people, when you hire staff, um, if you have this person's job and if you have the process clearly defined, then you know 100, with 100% certainty that this process will be followed every single time. You have to make it easy. And, and as a founder, you can't abdicate your responsibility to the people you hire. It's still your responsibility. And that's why you have Absolutely. to have it mapped out. Absolutely. Yes. So great points. Um, Helen, what inspired you to write this book? Uh, I think two things, right? One is uh, my grandmother was really the reason for me to write this book, right? The, the why behind ascending the Mount Everest to keep a sacred promise to her. Um, I was raised by her, um, you know, among the 10 or nine cousins, all male. I was only girl, the youngest. She always made sure that I grew up strong and, um, I knew, right, this is the grit resilience uh, growing up, right, really taught growing up um, with her. And I wanted to honor that grit and resilience. So writing this book, part of it because of her, part of it because I, you know, myself, who I am, I'm more of a curious, courageous multiplier, right? If this were the last day uh, for me on earth, I hope that I make measurable impact on others to multiply their joy, prosperity, and knowledge. So um, for me to share my knowledge with everybody is not scalable, putting them in paper on paper, and more people can really get hold of this book to learn, uh, to, to, to pick up some nuggets there, right, in terms of how they would grow the business and learn. This is not... Um, Answer is more of a question. There are 26 questions in this book to walk people through decision framework, right? As they go through each stage of the company grows, what are the questions they should ask in order to make the effective decisions? Uh, so that's really why I wrote about this book. Well, 
you definitely helped me out because, you know, I'm growing a business as well. And I really appreciate, you know, and, and, and benefited from the lessons that, uh, you know, you talk about in this book. Thank you, Aurora. I hope I look forward to getting your feedback on the book and maybe we can update some of the thinking there, right? Things always evolve and I'm constantly learning as well. Absolutely. Helen, how do people connect with you? Uh, they can find me through my website, taigongadvisory.com, or I'm on Twitter um, um, often. So my Twitter handler is Y-U-H-E-L-E-N-Y-U. My LinkedIn is taigonghyu. Perfect. And I'll post that to the show notes so people can just click on that and get right to you. Yeah, thank you. Helen, do you have any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, I would say Mount Everest Space Camp is a profound marker, reminds us that sometimes you need to take a step back in order to move forward, right? As you climb the mountain, some of you may know, you go to base camp, you have to, you go to summit one, you have to come back to the base camp before you go to summit two, then you come back to base camp and then you go to summit three, you don't go directly to summit five. That process is for you to get your body really uh, used to the high altitude, right? Running a business as a founder or executive leader is the same. You, you, are, you, know, you, you are on a high altitude mountain where you have to make sure you oftentimes revisit, you said the strategy there is not set in stone, right? Things evolve. You have to make sure it's aligned with the day-to-day -day practice, day-to-day -day execution plan. If there is a uh, change or, or whatever factor you should really adjust and adapt to the changes, not to say, hey, I set those things there. It should not be changed as the goal. We should ever do that at any expense. That's just not the right attitude or mindset, right? To me, as a leader, always want to make sure you take a step back in order to move forward. And then at the end of the day, summiting the mountain is not the end of your journey coming down safely with your entire team and celebrating the accomplishment is where you want to be in the end. Yeah, you want to, you want to arrive safely. <laughs> exactly. And you want to celebrate. That's right. Very important. Helen, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom. I really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you for having me, Aurora. I look forward to seeing you again in the future.